Another book. You want to bring up that link, the end card? Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another week's episode of Architecture Matters Podcast. We are your hosts, Diana Luevano and Nicholas Trevino, featured by Ace. <laughs> featured by Ace. Ace in the face. Ah, <sighs> another back. week, another dollar. or Another day, another dollar. Oh, shit. Y'all I get- work by week, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not by days. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, mm. So there's um, this is going to be an interesting episode, guys. We're just going to get straight into it. It it really revolves around um, licensure and you mm-hmm. know whether or not um, you know certain degrees are, are necessary um, and just our opinions. And we're just you know we have some some charts and some uh, websites that we're going to read through. And I just think it's important because we're we're getting to that point now where you know. People around us are graduating. We've obviously graduated, been working for a while. Mm-hmm. This is the next step in in our professional career, in our personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, no surprise, you know, everybody wants to do a little something, something. So, you know, what can you do? What can't you do? Um, we're gonna be looking at a few states. Um, just you know, there's two, three states. You know, we're specifically gonna look at, and then there's uh, two other states that we're just gonna give an East Coast, West Coast kind of feel. So. First, I'm going to start with, um, there is a chart um, from uh, the Texas Board of Examiners. Um, And so I'm just going to start from where it says start. And you can find this anywhere. It's basically when to engage an architect or approved engineer for design and construction observation. This is the first chart that I found uh, years ago. And then there's a new one that I recently found. Not, not necessarily that it's new, but it's new to me. Um, and I'm just going to walk through them. So if you're starting, this is obviously, you know, when do you need to engage an architect? Now, what is an architect? We've talked about it. It's someone who has passed the uh, ARE exams and they hold a license, right? License of architecture. So it starts off with, you know, whether or not it's a public building. Uh, let's just say it is a public building. So we're going, yes. Um, and then is it an institutional residential residential facility? Um, let me brush up on my code and get back to you of what occupancy that is. <laughs> but um, uh, basically, if it's like a senior living or a hospice care or something like that, right? That's an institutional residential facility. <clears throat> um, if it is, well, then you need to engage a registered architect slash get an approved engineer. Uh, so a licensed engineer and have that stamp. Um so obviously uh, an architect isn't 100% necessary, right? Like it can get permitted uh, just with engineer drawings. Um, but obviously architects focus right more on the design mm-hmm. and we'll do a lot of the consulting and, and all of that. So and all of the more specific drawings. So of course you would want an architect. So if it isn't, it is not an institutional residential facility. Uh, is it going to be used for education, assembly, or office occupancy? So assembly would be gathering spaces like churches and religious places, etc. cetera. Uh, if it is not one of those, so it is an institutional residential facility, but it's not being used for education, assembly, um, office occupancy, then you are exempt from the architectural act. If it is being used for education, assembly, or office occupancy, now you have to ask yourself, is it a new building? If it is, does the construction cost exceed $100,000? If it doesn't exceed $100,000, new construction, you're exempt. If it's not a new build, I'm sorry, if it does exceed $100,000, well, then you need uh, a licensed architect. Mm-hmm. If it's not a new building, you have to ask yourself if it's an alter uh, alteration or addition. So yes. So now if it's, so if it is a new building, the key number is a hundred thousand dollars for construction costs. If it's an addition to an existing or altercation, 
alteration to an existing building. Now the new number is 50,000. If it doesn't cost more, it's less than 50,000, then you're exempt from the act. If it costs more than 50,000, now you have to ask yourself, okay, is it an alteration or addition that requires removal, relocation, or addition of walls or partitions or alteration or addition of an exit? That exit's important because of code situations. Um, so if yes, that's happening, well, you need to engage in an architect or engineer license. If it's not, then you're exempt. Mm. So now we're gonna say, no, we are not doing a public building, <clears throat> right? Ask yourself if it's an institutional residential facility. So if it's not a public building and it is an institutional residential facility, you need to engage in a registered architect or approved engineer. If it's not, then we're looking at a private single family dwelling, right? Single family homes, duplexes, basically attached to two single family homes that are attached, typically two floors mm -hmm. or three, depends. Or four. Uh, or five. Now <laughs> imagine a, a five floor duplex. I mean, if your your site is tiny, maybe you gotta go up. <laughs> you gotta go up. <laughs> a skyscraper duplex. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> that's a waste of money. Yeah, <clears throat> if it's a farm, ranch, architectural, arc agricultural building, uh, or warehouse with limited public access. So let's just say yes, we're doing a single family dwelling. We're doing a duplex. I'm gonna do a ranch or a farm. You are exempt from architectural act. You do not need to go to a licensed architect or licensed engineer. That's how I'm interpreting this. Mm -hmm. Of course, code, fair housing, IBC, ANSI, everybody interprets it differently, but I mean, I'm just following the chart. So if you are not doing a single family dwelling duplex, right? That means you're doing a multifamily apartments or condominiums, right? So are you doing a multifamily, right? Let's say, no, we're not. We're doing a commercial building. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. If it is, if you're doing a commercial building, if it's public, you say no. If it's institutional residential facility, you say yes. no. If it's not a single family duplex, you say no. If it's not multifamily, you say no. If it's not commercial, I don't know what you're doing at that point, but <laughs> whatever it is, you need to, uh, you need to engage in a registered architect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what type of building that would be. It says more than two stories. Well, no. So like here, like maybe it's a, a hazardous building, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Because it's none of those. Yeah. Right? So then now you need to get into the occupancies and assemblies and, and figure out like what, what you're doing. Uh huh. Um, so let's say you are doing a commercial building. <clears throat> Is it more than two stories? If it's three or more stories, you need to engage in a registered architect. If it's two or less stories commercial building, ask yourself, is it more than 20,000 square feet? If it is more than 20,000 square feet, you need a licensed architect or engineer. If it's not more than 20,000 square feet, a commercial building, one or two floors, less than 20,000 square feet, you're exempt. This is generally for Texas. I will say I have looked into San Antonio and that 20,000 square feet is actually 5,000 square feet. So obviously every city can amend and mm -hmm. say yes or no to certain things. Yeah. <clears throat> San Antonio is being different. So if you're, if you have a retail space, that's 5,000 square feet or more, you need a licensed architect. So now let's go into multifamily. <clears throat> so yes, we are doing a multifamily apartments or condominiums. You have to ask yourself, is it more than two stories? If it's three or more, yes, for structural reasons, obviously, you're gonna need an engineer yeah, or licensed architect. If it's not more than two stories, it's you're doing a multifamily project, one or two stories, ask yourself, am I doing more than 16 units in one building? Yes. Then you need to register architect. No, you're then exempt. Then you're exempt. So, and that, so. <clears throat> so um, then that puts us, if we are doing something small like that, we can do it. We don't need a... Someone who's not licensed could. Yeah. Now, on the project I'm currently wor working on, it's a mm. walk-up, right? It's, mm. a it's a type 5 building. Type 5 building means it is three or more floors. That project, because it's... Wood construction? <clears throat> wood construction, correct. Right? That project is a, is a, is a, is a walk-up garden style. There's like 10 buildings on the site, but there's three floors. That means you need a licensed architect. Now, if that project was two floors, 
Now we need to look at, okay, how many units are in the building? Mm -hmm. Let's say there's eight units on the first floor, eight units on the second floor. We have 16 units in one building, but we have 10 buildings. You don't need a license to, to do those drawings, to do those projects. You're probably still going to need engineer drawings and engineer drawings should always be, you know, done by a licensed professional. But if it's that small of a project, it's exempt from the act. Now, why is it exempt? Because of code, it's most likely something to do with exiting, life safety, um, um, uh, fire sprinklers, like sprinklers, um, mm -hmm. you know, things of that firewalls and things of that nature. Like a lot of that may or not be necessary. Mm -hmm. So that's most likely the reason why it's, you know, being exempt. Apparently to this page, this was reviewed or revised September 2018. 2018, which are a lot of codes are either like 2015, 2018. Mm -hmm. not, all so. the, not all the cities um, have adopted the 2018 IBC, but in 2018, you know, that's codes go, go, uh, every four years are getting revised. Yeah. Seven, eight, every three years. So, you know, that's, yes, it was 2018. It seems like, wow, that's a long time ago. But the IBC gets, you know, revised every three years. So it's really not that far behind. No. There was another one that I found. Um, uh, just for, um, there was actually two. Um, you know, when is a professional engineer uh, by the Texas Board of Professional Engineers and Land Surveys? When is that necessary? And then there's another one that I found. Um, it's basically kind of the same chart of whether or not your a sealed drawings are required. Mm. <clears throat> Actually, question. On your project in San Antonio, do you guys have elevators? No. Because it's three floors, right? Mm -hmm. You know why? Three floors, no elevators. Well, just per code is not required. Right. But I don't, I mean, I can't get into the code. Yeah. But per code on a type five building, which is three or four stories, I believe. Wood construction, uh, you don't need um, elevators. And then one stair needs to get access to the roof, right? Or not really? Mm, Do you have well, we have, to we have no, we have all pitched roofs, so I don't know about access to the roof. I'm not sure how that's working. But this means that all of your accessible, uh, accessible ANSI units have to be on the first floor. Right, because yeah. Because there's no elevator. Yeah, there's no elevator. Or you could put them on up, like upper floors, but at least half of them need to be on the first floor. Because yeah. you need to be equally distributed throughout the... <clears throat> mm -hmm. We can get into fair housing in ANSI eventually. Um, so in this one, you know, sealed architecture drawings required. Exempt activity. Yes or no. So yes, um, if there's engineer drawings, one or two family IRC, uh, agricultural shop drawings, public use, um, utilities. If See, this one says if your building size is greater than or equal... To five thousand, mm -hmm. um, repair level one alteration. Um, the sealed drawings are not required, but then there's you know exempt activity. No, so where where why or what projects would you need it for business, factory, mercantile, storage, utility? Um, those are the groups. Mm -hmm. uh, assembly, educational institution, R one, R two, R four, transit residence. So for the assembly, educational, institutional. R1, R2, R4, so multifamily would fall under R2. Transient residents, which are like hostels. Sealed drawings are required. Now, if you're doing a business, factory, mercantile, storage, utility, check the building size. If it's greater than 5,000 square feet, check your scope of work. If it's a level one alteration, we said no, sealed drawings are not required. But if it's a level two, level three alteration, change of use, addition, or it's new construction, sealed drawings are required. So that's kind of like a, a that's a simpler chart mm -hmm. to follow. Then there was this one, the PELS, <clears throat> Texas Board of Professional Engineers and Land Surveyors. Um, so let's start with a public work project. Um, this is just on the engineer side. So is electrical or mechanical engineering involved? You're doing a public work project. Let's say uh, ME is not involved. Will Expenses for completed project exceed 20000 No. Well, then a licensed PE, uh, plumbing and engineer. Is right. not required. Right. 
Um, if yes, you're doing more than 20,000 square feet, then you need to engage in a, a licensed professional engineer for structural, civil, or applicable engineering designs, as well as uh, supervising the engineering construction. Uh, let's say, uh, is electrical or mechanical engineering involved? Yes. Mm -hmm. Will the expenses uh, for a completed project exceed 8,000? No. Well, then uh, licensed PE is not required. And if yes, it's going to be required. Now for a commercial and private projects. Is this a private dwelling or a farm or ranch? Yes, licensed PE is not required. So if you're doing a private dwelling, they say a licensed PE is not required. But I, you know, I know if you're doing a single family project, you're gonna want a licensed engineer doing your foundation and doing your structure, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. We already said a licensed architect is not required but it's always good to like, even if they're saying an engineer is not required, you want to have someone licensed on the yeah. project to make even sure. Even if you don't feel confident or you don't know. Or even if you are confident, <clears throat> you, I mean, you it's should. It's good to double check. Yeah. It's always good to double check. And I mean, if, okay, a license, okay. So like a licensed architect's not required, but like if you can afford one, if you could have one, yeah, I'd rather a licensed yeah. architect. Sure. Um, but it's not always necessary because it's just, you know, it's small on a footprint. Not that many people involved, et yeah. Cetera, et cetera. This kind of makes me think, like, for public work <clears throat> projects, like, mm -hmm. if these are not, let's say you're doing these small projects, like, and you know, electrical and mechanical are well, not, like, we can do the. Well, yeah, but like, what building is not going to have electrical and mechanical involved? You have to have an HVAC system. You have to have electrical wiring. Yeah, but like, let's say they're just <clears throat> fixing plumbing walls and then you just gotta do some updates well yeah but those people that that discipline needs to be involved if you're the doing for the if you're doing, if you're doing like a warehouse electrical? if you're doing like a warehouse uh -huh. well i mean no mechanical is going to be involved right that's what i'm saying not necessarily. like no necessarily or like even if it's involved you can still do the drawings if it's less than the eight thousand you know a non-licensed engineer sure exactly this is, just, this is just for engineers but that's what i'm saying like can we if it's not a licensed engineer and well, you can and you know how to do mep drawings oh sure can you do oh, it yeah right sure if it if, if you're following the rules and and you, you know, know what you're doing and you know what you're doing and they're not requesting a, a stamp sealed drawing exactly sure. and then you can also look back here and see if you're going to do the architectural drawings you go back to the, this one when to engage an architect Mm -hmm. um, and you can figure out whether or not you 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 fall under this category. Um, so we're going to continue. Let's say you are not doing a private dwelling. You do an apartment or condo. So let's say you're doing an apartment. Yes. Is it over two stories? Yes. So three stories or... Wow, what? So three stories or more, you need a licensed engineer. If it's two stories, ask yourself... Um, ask, yourself. ask yourself is it over four units yes so if you're doing a two-story apartment that has more than four units you need a licensed engineer now let's say it's two stories with less than five units four or less you don't need a licensed pe now that project's never going to get built because it's just so small yeah but if you have um Two units on the bottom and two units on top, you don't need a licensed PE. And you also don't need a licensed architect. So. So but, might as well just do it, your own drones, fuck it. <laughs> but, we, but like, man, those jobs aren't profitable. So who's, those are like private, like your mom yeah. and dad, like want a project family member, sure. But like a developer, that's not profitable for them. So they're not going to be doing it. Yeah. Let's say it's not two stories, right? You do an apartment or condo, it's one story. Ask yourself, is it over eight units? So if it's a one floor apartment, that's eight units or less, you don't need a licensed PE. You also don't need a licensed architect because it's under 16 units. Mm -hmm. If it is over, um, then yes, you need it. So that means for a building that is two floors, 16 units you don't need a licensed architect to stamp your drawings but it will require a licensed pe you do need a licensed engineer 
So like, yeah, we can do slightly bigger projects without being licensed, mm -hmm. but that we're we are always going to need a licensed engineer. Yeah. Always. Cause we're never going to do a project that small. Plus, you know, gotta play safe. Always gotta play safe. Um, always. Well, you can find this in B E L S dot Texas dot golf. Mm -hmm. Straight from the government. Yep. So the government is telling you, mm -hmm. you can do this, guys. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So there was also something else that I um, <clears throat> saw. I think this was on um, tdlr.texas.gov. It's, it's uh, you know, buildings exempted, right? Reference section uh, 1051.606. Activities of certain persons not represented to be architects of the occupant, the occupant, occupants, occupations code <laughs> uh persons who prepare plans and specifications for the following are not covered by this statute so privately owned buildings used primarily for farm ranch or agricultural purposes right we just read that mm -hmm. so this is a totally different website totally different uh you know thing i'm reading it's not the same chart and it's repeating the same information yeah so we're double checking our sources right pretty much privately owned buildings used primarily for storage or raw agricultural commodities single family or dual family dwellings um duplexes or buildings or appurtenances um associated with the dwelling multifamily dwellings not exceeding a height of two stories and not exceeding 16 units per Probably building much. Commercial buildings that does not exceed a height of two stories or a square footage of, and I'm going to put an asterisk here, 20,000 square feet or more. Warehouse that has limited public access. You do not need a license, an architecture license for that. Yeah. Uh, 20,000 square feet, remember, it could be 5,000, it could be whatever the city says, but that's just, you know, this is all making sense. And I believe I was looking in, I mean, it's Texas, but I was looking for Austin. Mm -hmm. um, and Austin, like San Antonio says 5,000. So I was trying to find what Austin says, but I couldn't find anything. I just found Texas in general. Um, so those are the types of projects, whether you would need or would not need either a licensed architect stamp or a licensed engineer uh, on that project. Um, super interesting stuff. Um, you know, it's it's good to be aware and um, of all of that. So that that is that is the the San Antonio one. Um, mm. So I, and I will go directly to the part where it says that five thousand. Um, so it said combination permits and non combination permits. So it's saying, oh, um, so here in the docsonline.sanantonio.gov, um, we're looking for a commercial application guide. Mm -hmm. And we are going to look at right here, design professional requirements and responsibilities. It says, um, San Antonio ordinance chapter 10, section 10 dash AA requires design professionals prepare the construction documents for the following. Now, what is a design professional? I asked our PAC and a design professional means someone who is licensed. So a design professional is not just a designer who works in the profession. It is a licensed architect. Mm. So you will need a licensed architect for any group A project, which is assembly. So theaters, restaurants, bars, churches, stadiums. Now, the square footage thing is like, well, OK. I need a licensed architect for a restaurant. For a bar, but for what new if, builds, but what if it's under 20,000 square feet? So that's where you got to read and do your due diligence mm -hmm. and find out if that matters. We'll get into that. Group E, which is education, daycares, uh, you know, first is 12th grade religious uh, educational rooms. Uh, group I, institutional, being care facilities, assisted living, assistant living facilities, social rehab facilities, um, you know, buildings and structures three stories or more, which reads what Texas is saying. Mm. More in height, a grave, grade plane. You need a licensed architect. This one, buildings and structures, five, this is San Antonio, buildings and structures 5,000 square feet or more in the area require a licensed architect. Well, you can argue and say, well, my theater is less than 5,000 square feet. So do I need a licensed architect? It says all group A assembly. So what, is, what does that mean? Does that mean all the types of buildings that fall under group A or does it mean 
all group A regardless of the square footage. Exactly. You don't know. Mm-mm. I would read this as a restaurant less than 5,000 square feet. You don't need a licensed architect, but that's fi- that's being biased and favoring me. Yeah. So you can't really like believe that. But And if you want to go the hard way, it's, well, it's all group A, but it's also saying buildings 5,000 or more. So it's like, that's when you have to call the city and try to get their response, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And that's going to take forever. So um, that's in San Antonio for commercial buildings. Um, when you are going to need a design professional to prepare the construction documents. Um, obviously there's a, you know, occupancy, um, the certificates and historic buildings. And, you know, this has a lot of good information. And then it even goes as far as telling you what document submittal uh, requirements will be necessary for these commercial buildings. Um, I'm sure you can find one for residential and that's a totally different podcast where we could go into the type of drawings we do for each phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what drawings would be necessary for, um, to submit to the city because it's not just architecture. There's obsessed right? <laughs> yeah. I can't even, I can never say that word surveying. There's like alcohol, uh, a- affidavit, you know, um, the letter for self-preservation. I mean, there's a bunch of documents that need to get like, we're, we're just a, a, a fraction of the documents that actually need, need to get presented. You know, and this reminds me in San Antonio, um, how my, whenever my friend opened the coffee shop, because mm-hmm. I asked him and, um, they opened the winery, right? And next to it. So I was mm-hmm. like, cause they have a church, like a couple of, I think it's like a, uh, a block away or something, but they also had to like send letters to like the neighborhood like there's like a like a radius mm-hmm. of the point and then see like hey we're gonna start selling alcohol mm-hmm. and they kind of had to have permission yeah they need to get a permit right so that's more formal but that they're gonna have they to- asked the church right and the church was like no oh, we're not we're not letting you we're sell it le- we're not letting you open a oh. wine right and then because of the proximity to the church exactly and then the the civil or something like that that i remember he checked again like the distance and they were like five feet away so technically they, they didn't yeah they could so oh. the church didn't, they didn't have to say oh dang see no yeah it's stuff like which that which it like, was really good because i mean that they, coffee they shop open. and it's like and an the winery it, was it like an astoria type deal Kind of, but like it, it brings a good vibe to the neighborhood, sure, you know. Sure. Before that, it was just dead. Yeah, but it was really funny See, how no, that happened. But that's interesting. Like you have these documents, and of course, if you're selling alcohol, you mm. need to get the permit. But like, do you just file the permit and then they give you per, like approval? Well, there's they got to look into you the to distances. Send a letter. Yeah, but they got to look into like how close are you to these other buildings? Yeah, how close are you to these other like you don't that density you, size study. You, you need a density size study because, <laughs> and, I mean, let's go even more extreme. Okay, sure, you don't want an alcohol an alcoholic um, place next to a church, but you also wouldn't want one next to um, a fire sale. A, a place selling guns or like uh right so like school or, or something. school exactly so they put these in that you know they're gonna do a density study probably and figure out okay let's do a radius from this store and see mm-hmm. like if because i'm sure there's like okay churches schools um maybe even pharmaceuticals they mm-hmm. can't be within a certain radius of a place that sells alcohol because of x y and yeah. z so that's probably something that goes into it. And that's Ooh, we need to have an episode on zoning. <laughs> Man, I got to learn, learn zoning. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, yeah. And there's, I mean, so we'll, we'll get into this, but there's a bunch of civil yeah. drainage, flood drawings, energy conservation drawings, fire drawings, MEP and health. I mean, traffic, tree landscaping, zoning, and then there's architecture, right? And site work and et cetera, et cetera. So there's a bunch of drawings that need uh, to get submitted or different types of projects, mm-hmm. we would definitely get into that. Now, the bulk of this rest of this episode, um, okay, so we've been talking about, do you need a license for this project? Do you not need a license for this project, right? I mean, cool, I don't need one. Well, like, cool. But like, if I do need one, like, well, I don't have one. Mm-hmm. How, how do I get my license? Like, mm-hmm. I gotta go back and do my master's because my program wasn't accredited. 
um, and there's like 50. They robbed me. There's like, yeah, I was there's like 60 states in the U.S. <laughs> 60, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're probably going to get up there quick, but yeah, um, there's like 50 something states. I honestly don't even know the numbers. Um, I don't know how many stars are on this flag. <laughs> sounds, what do you mean? Sounds bad to say, but 50. 50 nah, wow. we sound dumb. But um, let's count one, two. Nah, I'm playing. Um, right. So, like, what state? Like, okay, yeah, you live in Texas, but does that necessarily mean you have to get a, a Texas like, like, like you know, yeah. New York Texas license in Texas? So, cool little uh, tool on ncarb.org, and Diana's confirming how many states are in the U.S. <laughs> fifty. There's <states>. fifty. Fifty-five. <laughs> well, including territories, you're pretty close. Oh, uh, I guess. <laughs> That's just, funny. We're just being dumb. Yeah. So um ncarb.org slash get dash license slash licensing dash requirement dash tool. Uh mm -hmm. just go to the NCARB and figure out where to find it. Um or message us. So let's do Texas because you know it's a podcast We're in Texas. based in Texas, right? And it gives you the requirements to take that license um test. So the applicant is required to be a resident of the jurisdiction. Okay, we'll um, check on that. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just kidding. So there's a bunch of requirements. So what's the blue? The blue is what's required in the state. Okay. So here are requirements. You have to be in general, right? Not Texas, general. Uh -huh. You have to be a resident. Yeah. Um, an interview is required. Um, online application. Um, professional degree from a NAB accredited program, uh, uh, an accredited undergrad or master's. Mm -hmm. um, additional experience can be accepted if additional experience can be accepted as an alternate uh, to the education, um, an architectural degree from a Canadian uh, certified um, university, if that's accepted, uh, an EESA evaluation of foreign education is accepted, completion of your hours, AXP, IDP, additional experience hours beyond the uh, AXP, right, mm -hmm. the AXP required. required, completion of the AXP portfolio, um, completion of the ARE is required, Early um, eligibility, excuse me, um, is available. Uh, whether or not it is the if the jurisdiction will accept candidates who have passed divisions of the A ARE prior to graduating through participation in an IPAL program, which I know some Californian um, uh, programs do an IPAL, which mm -hmm. is basically, if you're not familiar, an IPAL is it's you will you will do your undergrad, um, you will do your schooling study intern and take the test all during college wow it's a, yeah it's a lot psych so if you do that certain Good luck. certain well certain states may not accept that mm. to get licensed some states will um the the jurisdiction will accept candidates who are okay oh, the ipl a fee is charged of course they want my money candidates <laughs> are able to appeal exam scores um, if you don't know what appeal means, look that up. Candidates are able to review exam divisions. If you don't know what reviewing is, look that up. Yeah, <laughs> I think this should be free. If there's a time frame, yeah, if there's a time frame in addition to the five-year rolling clock, so you have five years to take your test, there is a jurisdiction-specific exam in addition to the ARE. If there is an uh, application fee for initial registration and a fee charged to provide an official verification gener generation status registration mm -hmm. status. Okay. We're going to go through four states, five states, and I'm not going to touch on all of those, but I'm going to touch on maybe three or four requirements because a lot of this, cool, I'll pay. I took, you know, I graduated, uh, blah, 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 whatever, take my money. There's a few things that are necessary. <laughs> whatever, take my money. Sha -la 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 -la. Sha -la. But like, this is if you are accredited. No, 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 no. These are all, You're talking the, about. These are all the requirements. That okay. I, all, everything I listed for the past eight minutes, probably. Yeah. <laughs> are all the requirements a state may or may not require? Mm. So in Texas, they don't require everything I said. Right. They require some. These. The blue ones. Yeah. Now, I'm only going to mention three or four requirements that are super important to us in our situation and uh, maybe okay. hopefully to somebody. Yeah, else. that's what I was going to. So in Texas, the most important thing is whether or not an accredited degree is required. And, right. And it's blue. It says a professional degree from yeah. a NAB accredited program is required. Which is 
It would be a, a, a five, no it would, for us. It would be a no for right. So you so in Texas, you need a five-year accredited undergrad mm-hmm. or you need to go do your master's, master's at an accredited program. Yeah. You have to have a degree from an accredited program to get licensed. Mm-hmm. This one's not required, but it's important for us to know. Is additional experience, um, well, additional experience can be accepted as an alternate to the education. To the education. No, your experience cannot um, replace your education. You mm-hmm. have to have an accredited degree. Um, and this is in Texas. This is in Texas. Obviously, you have to complete your AXP hours. Exactly. This is this is super important, and this can differ state to state. In Texas. It is not required for you to have the additional experience hours beyond your AXP IDP. So it, your AXP hours are like 4,800 hours. So you need an accredited degree and you need to finish your 4,800 hours, no more, mm-hmm. um, to get licensed. Mm-hmm. To um, be able to take the test. Well, no, just to get licensed. You can st- You can start taking the test before you finish your hours. That's true. But, you, but I was going to say, like, for us, like, well, you, if you not accredited. I believe you have to have the accredited. In order to take the test. In order to start taking the test. Yes. But you don't have to finish your hours. Yeah, no, you can do them while do, working yes. on your hours. Yes. You can pass all your tests and have a few hours left. You just won't get your stamp until you finish. Yeah. To get licensed, obviously, the completion of the ARE is required, Mm -hmm. but you'll also need the completion of your AXP, right? Those are important things. Everything else is like, okay, you can appeal. Um, Another thing. So you you need five, um, you you only have five years to take all the exams. Mm -hmm. It's, um, there's no additional, like, is there a time frame in addition to the NCARB five years um, which, you know, a candidate must complete. No, it's just a five years. There's no additional this year, that year. What happens years. if the five years in you have, and you, you have to restart them all? Restart all of restart them. Restart all of them. There's no additional, like, you have to do half of them in two years, or you have to do all of, you have to do, you have to do your first one with, within the first year. No, no, no. There's no additional time frame. Right. It's just five years. Yeah. But if, which I think is good. So five years time. is plenty of time. Yeah, because so main things we're gonna look at in each state is an accredited program, not out of all fifty states, but the five. <laughs> imagine is an accredited program required? Texas, yes. All right. Do you have to complete your hours? Yes. Do you have to complete the ARE exams? Yes. yes. Is there okay? That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Let's go to our our friend, our neighbor, Colorado. Okay. Everybody's like, oh, you know, uh, Texas requires you to have an an accredited undergrad. Go do Mm -hmm. it somewhere else. Okay, well, there's some options. Yeah. So let's see. Let's go to Colorado. Let's go to Colorado. Well, everybody says Colorado, Colorado. Let's see if Colorado is actually the best choice. Yeah. You know, let's do our research, right? So additional experience in Colorado can be accepted as an alternate to the education requirement. Okay. I missed it because it wasn't blue. Is a professional degree from a NAB accredited program required? No. No. It's not blue. Mm -hmm. It's not required. That means I don't need an accredited uh, degree to take the test. Texas Tech, unaccredited. I can go to Colorado and take my test. So far, let's dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. I mean, automatically I can take it, but let's see some other requirements. Because... It doesn't require an accredited undergrad. Additional experience can be accepted. Now, how many years of experience are required without a degree? I don't know. 10, 20, who knows? I've heard it's 10. Yeah, that's what I've heard. But I don't know if it's actual. Let's say straight out of high school, you started working, you have 10 years of experience, you never went to college. If you have the 10 years or however many years Colorado says, you can take the test. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um... Obviously, what about like the living? Living? Because I know it says. Oh, so you d- in Colorado, you don't have to be a, a resident. resident. So, That's a really so good in, point. So if you get licensed in Texas, you have to be a resident. That's a good one. Thanks for mentioning that. In Colorado, you don't have to be a resident. So us Texas residents, <laughs> let's go. We can flee to Colorado yeah. and we can do our thing, right? Um, Honestly, that's not bad. You still have to complete your AXP hours. Yeah. 
But you do not need to. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. In Colorado, you don't have to complete your AXP portfolio. In Texas, you do, you do. have to complete it. So that's we misspoke. In Texas, you need the the unaccredited. In Texas, you need the accredited degree, and you have to complete your hours before you take the test. Colorado, you don't. You can take the test before you finish your hours. Yeah. The AXP portfolio. Um, this is why weed is legal over there. That's why a lot of people go to Colorado, right? <laughs> There's an application fee, and, it, of and course. it probably says how much. Blah blah blah. Now I've been hearing from from my PA uh-huh. um, and other people uh-huh. um, that Wisconsin is actually the easier choice. Now, um, let's see, let's see, additional experience. I don't know if it tells us. No. I don't know. All right. I, I know there's a certain amount of hours. Well, I think but let's go. so far, Colorado is, is, is a good the choice. choice, right? But yeah. we're going to go Wisconsin. All right. So in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin mm-hmm. an accredited program is not required. Yeah. Additional experience can be accepted as an alternate to the education. Mm-hmm. You do not have to do the Complete. completion of your AXP to start testing. Mm-hmm. Additional experience hours beyond the AXP is not required. That's important. You only mm-hmm. need the 4,800. If we go back to Colorado, additional experience is not required. Right here. It's not required. Mm-hmm. In Pennsylvania, you need more hours <laughs> than the AXP to get te- to get licensed. But then do you need the require? You don't? In Pennsylvania, you don't need an accredited degree. But you need the extra hours? But you need more hours. That's than the 4,800. Yeah, but... But if you think but, but, but look, look. Pennsylvania, no degree. Yeah. But you need more hours. But Colorado and Wisconsin, no degree, same hours. Yeah. So I'm not going to go to Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then you also don't need to be uh, living in there. They require they, nothing. They only require two main things, which is the extra hours and then... Additional, the completion. Uh, the, so, yeah. Addition, <laughs> wait, what the? F- I think that one is the <laughs> Oh, Okay. So, Pennsylvania only requires cool. <laughs> the completion of the AXP hours. And they are saying that additional experience hours beyond the AXP is required. So, you have to complete your 4,800 and you need to do additional. Mm-hmm. How many? It's probably like 10,000 hours. <clears throat> but if you think about it, I but mean. They don't require nothing else. Oh, but look, look, look. They don't allow you to um if you get your result back mm-hmm. and it says you failed and mm-hmm. you're like there's no way i failed mm-hmm. you can't uh, appeal it you can't fight uh, it it won't let you fight it so you better pass mm-hmm. candidates are able to appeal exam scores no your score is your score you don't get to fight it mm. i was about to say like yeah this uh, <clears throat> it's a little too good podcast is about to become a zoom call <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to wisconsin okay um, you know, uh, you have to complete your AXP. To start testing. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. You have to complete your AXP to get licensed, obviously. Yeah. You have to complete the ARE. That's mm-hmm. a little confusing. Um, Basically, you need to complete that. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, in certain states, you can start testing before you do your, your hours. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you should be almost pretty done. Um, we're able to appeal the, the store, uh, the store, the, the <laughs> score. Um, you can candidates are able to review exam divisions. Okay, um, and of course, there's a fee. So I guess Pennsylvania has no fee, but Wisconsin. Okay, it's pretty good so far. Yeah, the, I mean, the good thing is, all right, we got we don't Colorado. need additional hours in Wisconsin. It's looking like they're the same. Yeah, Colorado and Wisconsin so far pretty good choices. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if you're foreign, you don't. And well, in Colorado, an EESA evaluation of foreign education is accepted. Whatever that is, if you're foreign, you should know that. Foreign means if you're coming from foreign, another non Texas, non playing, a different country. Exactly, right? Well, Wisconsin doesn't require your EESA evaluation education to get accepted. So you can come from China. And get licensed. To get licensed and if in you want to get licensed, you want to go to Wisconsin. But if you're coming from another country, 
and you go to Colorado, they're going to have to review your education. Mm-hmm. But in Wisconsin, they don't, they do don't that. do that EESA. Yeah. So think about it. If you're from Mexico, whatever, mm-hmm. Europe. Yup. Think about so, it. So <clears throat> completion of the AXP IDP is not required. Yeah. So in Colorado, you have to complete your hours t- mm-hmm. to start testing. See? But in Wisconsin, you don't have to complete your hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, so far as now so Wisconsin if, is well, one like if, versus... If, if we want to start testing right now, yeah, we, can't, be, we can't go to Colorado. It will have to be Wisconsin. Because we haven't finished our hours. Yeah. But um, that's the thing. Like, let's say, like, we're... Let's say, like, I next think, year I finish, like, most of them, but oh. I only have, like, the, well, then the you, project management and all that. Then I cannot test because I mean, you can't. When can you? And you can't take, when are you gonna you, start you can't doing take two tests in Wisconsin and the rest in Colorado. No. You got to take them all at once. Yeah. Now, if there's really no difference to you, you got to look at the fees. Wisconsin's fees are going to well, be cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. Wisconsin's oh, fees man, are going to be cheaper. Man, I wish he would tell you that. All right, let's keep going on other ones. Yeah. Um. Let's go New York. And, let, and then let's no do Cali. To to New York. Well, because those are the big cities. Everybody <sighs> wants to go to school in New York. Everybody wants to live there. So let's see if you want to get tested. But why, there. though? New York does not require a professional <clears throat> degree <throat> from a NAVA accredited program. Let's go. <laughs> nice. Big chunk. So we, as of right now, so we, we, can. Could, we could go to Texas. We can go to Texas. We go to New York. <laughs> New York. But. Additional experience can be accepted as an alternate to the education. Cool. Okay, that's not bad. Um, the completion of the AXP is required. Okay. You will need additional experience hours beyond the AXP mm-hmm. in New York, just like uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to complete your AXP portfolio to start testing. Okay. In Wisconsin, you do. You need to complete the portfolio, but you don't have to complete your AXP. In Colorado, you have to complete the your AXP, AXP but not, the, not portfolio. the portfolio, whatever that is. Bro, decide. I'm confused. <laughs> um, and this is all in the ncarb.org. NCARB. So this te- is super cool. Texas. Damn, why is there so many requirements? Everything. Texas will accept IPAL. But why though? It doesn't hold, even like hold on, hold on. have earthquakes in here. <laughs> That's another thing. Hold on. That's why we're doing Cali. So so Colorado doesn't accept IPAL. Bro, it snows in Colorado. Yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. It snows in Colorado. Like you, you would think they want to have an extra test. Exactly. Or like they don't more be more detailed. You don't. You can that Dallas, when, Texas. Wisconsin um doesn't require or it won't accept IPAL. New York will accept IPAL programs. Um, you can't appeal your exams in New York. Okay. You can't review the divisions. There is, Unless you're like okay, 100% check this. sure. Check like, this. I got this. In New York, there is a time frame in addition to NCARP's five-year rolling clock of requirement mm. within which a candidate must complete the ARE. So you have five years, but there's also some some sneaky you can you know, add more they can maybe they say maybe they say you have to do one a year you can't do one mm-hmm. one one year skip a year and then do the rest maybe they're like you have to do one a year maybe who knows i mean but if they're giving you that extra maybe that's why they're not allowing you to appeal right no no, no but they're not they, they're not i don't i highly doubt they're giving you more than five years they're making it harder why mm-hmm. are they making it harder because and you don't need an accredit. Maybe, maybe that's the reason. That makes sense. You know, if they are. Um, and obviously, there's a fee. So that's that's the initiation. Uh, I mean, initiation. <laughs> that's the initial <laughs> registration, <laughs> right? There's there's a re- reciprocal registration. There's a registration <laughs> renewal and a practice requirement. I can't do it. What initiation? We'll say it later. Dude, like, all day me has been saying different words. <laughs> I don't it's know what Friday. I'm saying. It's Friday. So, um, California. In okay. Calif- in, in California, <laughs> cauliflower. 
Oh my god! You know when I was a little kid, they were like, "Oh, California uh, is having so many earthquakes in like ten years. It's gonna break apart and float away and yeah, be its yeah. own island." This fool still connected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the falla de San Andres. What? <laughs> La falla de San Andres. What is that? The grieta, the the opening oh. that's in in California. Uh huh. That's what it's called. La Falla de San Andres. La Falla de San Andres. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's like the opening. So it is breaking apart. It's breaking. It's opening. <gasps> Which is why they need extra tests. Okay. Yep. So California. To glue it together. Is a professional degree from NAB accredited program required? No, it's not. Um, it's not blue. No. Is additional experience. Can additional experience be accepted in as an alternate to your education? Yes. yes. So it seems like if. And a, and a, if an accredited program is not required, you can have an ad- additional experience yeah. in replace of that education. Um, because your undergrad gives you some hours, apparently. Mm-hmm. So if if we have an unaccredited, we don't we probably don't need like we wouldn't have to do additional experience to, yeah. to replace our education. Um Completion of AXP IDP is required. Additional hours beyond the AXP is not required. So you just have to do your 4,800 or whatever. Nice. Um, they will accept IPAL programs. Mm-hmm. Why? Because California has a lot of IPAL programs. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, there is not an additional time like New York for the mm-hmm. five-year rolling clock. But you in Cali, you can't appeal your exam and candidates are not able to review exam. Um, California, there is a jurisdiction specific exam in addition to the RE, and that's because of the seismic requirements. Mm -hmm. Texas, there's none. Colorado, there's none. Wisconsin, there's no additional test. Uh, New York, there's none. Florida, there's none. I mean, I think Cali, uh, Uh, Washington, Washington has an additional test mm -hmm. in addition to the ARE. Damn. But you don't need an accredited undergrad. Yeah. So if I mean I don't know I'm, I don't know about an extra test. <laughs> For real, you can barely pass the. F- <laughs> <laughs> wow! Look at Alaska. Alaska, too many because it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> There's an additional test for uh-huh. for Alaska. You gonna get licensed in Guam, Puerto Rico? I mean, man, this has it all. So. Busy. Does Puerto Rico need the credit? Mm. Yeah. Puerto- and then you need to be a resident. A re- you need to be a resident of Puerto Rico. Mm. But so like, if you're a resident of Puerto Rico and you have an accredited degree, you can get licensed. Mm-hmm. But then you move to the States. It's still valid, I guess, because it's a it's a territory now. Yeah, oh, pretty cool. The Virgin Islands, <laughs> District of Columbia. Man, they don't care. Nah, you gotta be a credit. Yeah, look. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> like half of them. Yeah. So again, there's the initial uh, <clears throat> initiation registration. <laughs> oh there's a reciprocal registration, and there's requirements for that. Um, I'm not going to go through these. You know, we can do that on our own time. There's registration <laughs> renewal, which actually tells you how much it is. Oh, probably. shit. So to renew. Okay, Texas, all over the above. Completion. Okay. So when you're licensed, you have to do a certain amount of educational hours, right? Like lunch and learns and stuff like AIA. Yeah. yeah. Did, um, to renew. Architects in Texas must complete 24 CEH in HSW for registration renewal. Um, there well, is I, mean, every, I don't know. Yeah. April 30th of every even year, you need a renew. Um, and there is a fee for registration renewal. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, he highlighted all of them. Yeah, because they're all going to require it. Um, so there's that. Then there's practice requirements. Um, I guess Texas doesn't always oh, require on. any. Nah. <laughs> too, too good you to be thought. too good to be true. Which one has the most white? <laughs> that one. That one, New York. So you know you want to look through these different categories and see what's going to best fit your situation. So so far, what do you think? Would you go to Colorado or Wisconsin? 
it depends how confident I am to start taking the test mm-hmm. before I finish mm-hmm. my hours. But I'm going to be done with my hours pretty soon. Mm. And I'm not going to be ready to test anytime soon. So really, yeah. it comes down to which one's more expensive and which one is easier to transfer. Mm. So I might end up doing Colorado just because I already have my hours done and I'm not going to try testing for a couple years. Yeah. And then maybe. also I was going to say, like, Who sees? I feel maybe, like Colorado has sooner. more the money. The Well, I don't know how Wisconsin is, but as in like building, mm. you know, is there well, a lot of construction going I, on? I, I think, well... No, no, but you can transfer the license. You pay a fee. No, I know that, but I'm like, what if you're the person that's licensing Colorado? They're using your stamp. Oh, for your firm. Yeah, or something like that. Sure, but really, the the owner of the PICs, sh- the owner should be licensed in every state. They yeah. just pay a fee. Besides mm-hmm. California and, and Washington State, you need to take another test. Yeah. But the reason I've heard this, the reason why these states have less requirements is because there aren't a lot of architects there and they want to keep these architects in their state. Mm-hmm. So they make it easier for us to get licensed there. Mm-hmm. Thinking we'll stay in Wisconsin. That makes or sense. Or keep our license there. Or maybe you can just become wisconsin greatest architect mm, the greatest city in the world maybe hey maybe i mean who knows but uh yeah i hope you guys enjoyed that um really you know. inspirational yeah i mean guys honestly like you, you, like, you, you, like if you're living in new york a different state like and you you don't know if you want to stay or even if you want to stay and it's it's too hard to get a license there because of your current situation maybe you just don't have the money to go back into your master's like yeah. i mean like let's be real you, you can get licensed in another state, find out the fees and find out how much it's going to cost to transfer. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I mean, do firms really want to lose you? Yeah. Like you, you've been there two, three years. Are you years. really that? Do, do they want to like. Great, reliable. Who? Yourself. Well, yeah. If, if you're, if you're a reliable independent worker and they yeah. don't want to lose you, but you still want to get licensed, this might be the best choice. Yeah. Because a lot of firms, you know, they don't want to lose half their, their, <clears throat> their youngins yeah. because they're going to go do their master's. This means that you don't need your master's to become licensed. Sorry. That's oh, fine. <laughs> Sorry for his stomach. <laughs> he eats them like nothing. Oh, my God. No, but yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't need it. Yeah. So and, and really, what is it? What is what are you going to get out of a master's? Let's be real. <laughs> The accredited, the accreditation, sure. Or, oh yeah, I have my master's, which is important. I'm not gonna knock it. When I was a kid, I've always wanted my master's, and you know, educa- still do. Education's important, sure. Yeah, I still do. But like, okay, there's gonna be one or two classes on practice management, mm-hmm. uh, project management. We will get into AXP hours in yeah. future episodes. We're heading towards that direction. We're getting out of uh, the uh, school university realm area. So we will talk about that. But like. When you do your master's, you have a class or two on some of those categories. Mm-hmm. But are you going to take that class serious? I hope so. But are you? And then, like, do you only care about studio? Like, like, but studio doesn't really inform you on mm-hmm. the actual real the, world pr- anyway. Exactly. So, is, like, everything's. What, ask yourself, what are you going to get out of it? Don't yeah. just go spend 10, 20 grand. Yeah, because it's expensive. It's expensive. Rather expensive. Oh my god. Un expense. Un expense. So thank you, thank you, thank you guys. Um, we always appreciate it. Would love to hear your feedback. What state are you going to test in? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Um, you know, do some research, go into the NCAR. Yeah. One of our coworkers shared this with us. So, you know, kudos and thank you. Like that's the point. Mm-hmm. We all want to share this knowledge with each other. You know, if I, if I find out, like, you know, Maryland is the easiest and... and Everybody go to Maryland. I, you know, we're going to come and share that. Now, the testing, besides certain states that require additional testing, mm-hmm. the area exam is the same no matter what. Michigan doesn't have, or Wisconsin doesn't have an easier ARE exam. Yeah, I know. It just makes, it's just certain requirements are, are easier. It's just how they allow it, you know, right. allowing you, so... But, you know, the test is the test. It's going to be hard regardless and you know live long and prosper (laughs) thank you thank you guys for tuning in to another week's episode of architecture matters podcast yep Um, Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode on multiple multiple topics whether a 
you guys listen to it, you already know what it is. Yeah, Whether or not, you know. If you, you made it this far, you made come, it this on, far it. come on. <laughs> but if there are additional conversations or topics or questions yeah. or, in, um, you know, people you want on the podcast, or if you want to join, feel free to reach out to us. Um, we're super excited. We have more episodes coming. We're recording like nobody's business. Yeah. Um, and because we have all these deadlines, um, Wish us luck, and I hope also you guys are enjoying your work, your school. I guess some of you are back in in school. school. Yeah, Yeah. you know, good luck. Trying to get that free food, free shirts. Go go to some football games, go to some basketball games. Honestly, enjoy Enjoy your university times. But kick butt at the same time. Well, you will kick the butt outside, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works. All right, guys. Bye. See you next time.